Good morning, everybody. I am Rob, and this is Body of Life, our brand new podcast. It's still brand new. It's episode two. Yep. Uh, and what I want to do, I love this passage so much, I'm going to get right into this and turn it over to Jeff. So, Jeff, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. How are you, my friend? Good, man. Hey, Body Life series, this podcast series, is learning how to live the directive one another's, the commands that the New Testament specifically has given us to do with one another in our local church. So we're really focusing on those things. How do you and I, as a part of Generations Church, live our relationship with one another? You and I plus the others, right? So if you're listening today, your local church, we're calling you to live this out in your local church. Better yet, not us, but Scripture. And so today's passage is in Colossians 3. Uh, it's verses 12 through 14. We'll put this in the show notes just in case you're driving. Uh, it says this, Paul writing to the church in Colossae, he says, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. So he says, put this on, learn how to do this. Verse 13, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So this, there's two one another's, they work together. One is bear with one another, and the other is forgiving each other or forgive one another, right? I chose this passage, there's a bunch of forgive one another's or, or forgive each other's, but it ends with which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So coming out of our last episode, where it says live in harmony with one another, right. It's starting to develop that theme. So how do we live together, right? How do we do this? And so we're kind of diving into a hard one. Bearing with one another means probably not going to be easy. So what do you hear? So I actually, uh, tying into last week as well, not only the harmony part was great, but now that we, if you listen to last week, if you haven't, because uh, what we talk about, we talk about how we remove ourselves or how we become, or our goal is to become selfless, so we then can glorify God. Yeah. Right. So now look at all that list of stuff that you just read off and think of it not as so like before I often would read that stuff and think, oh, those are way better tools to live life by. Those yeah. are way better tools to interact with each other by. But where I would stop short is I would stop short with saying, no, no, no. Those are characteristics of God. Yeah. And we are supposed to be striving to be as godly as possible. Sure. So now I'm not I'm not going to apply those things to my life because it's it's a better way to deal with people. That's just a byproduct. Sure. I'm applying those things to life because I'm trying to be Christ-like. Yep. And I'm trying to take on the character of God. Yeah. And that's who we're called to be. So I I really love that list. And I, when when we first talk, when I first read through it, it's like, oh man, you know. Actually, I've, I've read that list a million times in sure. my life, and I've always thought of it more as life applicable on a people level so i i really i really dug the way that we if we change our perspective a little bit yeah and we start to see more on how we're striving to be godly uh the character of god really reveals itself and now we see that no no no, we don't do those things because that we're they make us successful we do those things because that's who god is right and a byproduct of god is all success yeah. Is all love, is yeah. all mercy, is all forgiveness, is all right. 
Yep, absolutely. And and that was um, the the tweak in my head that I talked about last time is is living or that my faith, my salvation belongs. It is for it exists for the glory of God alone. Right. That I am made a follower of Jesus. I am saved. I am uh, my faith exists so that I can glorify God. It doesn't exist so that I can glorify me or pursue success and then one day go to heaven. It's that I have a larger purpose that is not about me. It's yep. for the glory of God alone. I love that. I find my purpose in that. And when I glorify God, my life is better, right? And so here is what it says. There's two one another's bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Now, the bearing with one another. Here's what I hear when I hear that that this life in the local church together is going to have problems in it. It's yeah. gonna, that other people are going to do things that irritate me or wrong me, that we are going to sin. I'm going to sin and offend someone else. They're going to sin and you know, harm me somehow, that we are to bear with one another. And even if you just take it even lighter than that, uh, there just might be somebody that you're, that really annoys you. Really, they haven't done sure. anything to you. Yeah. But we're called to bear, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it doesn't have to be all too too like intentional. It doesn't have to be so deep, so dark, so quick. Huh? <laughs> yeah. All right, <clears throat> I'll lighten up. So bearing with one another, it says if one has a complaint against another, right? So there's something there. And again, so my starting point is here's what I hear. I hear life in the local church is going to be hard not easy but hard some days will be easy maybe some days will be hard you're going to have struggles in the local church us here locally the american church i know particularly in southern california but it's true throughout america uh, that when we run into these type of situations we are more likely to leave the church than to deal with the issue right right we we church hop uh, really bad. When the metaphor in the New Testament for the church is marriage, right? That a family, again, in America, we're not great at staying in marriages either. However, uh, people jump churches awfully quick. Well, they change a music leader or, you know, a pastor says something they don't like or, you know, somebody said they don't vote the same way you do, whatever, and we change churches. And this is a call to learn how to get past that, Yep. to bear with one another. So here's what I can tell you. For sure, no doubts at all, every Sunday there are people in this church who voted for the person you think is the least taste, you know, the, the, the most distasteful, right? Yeah. That there are people that disagree with you politically on issues and, and vote for different parties. Um, what brings us together is our common focus of Jesus, right? That we are saved to a family by Christ, that our, our focus is Christ, that that our, our, our gatherings are centered on the Word of God, that point us to Christ, that make us, like you said, just more as God created us to be, more Christ-like, more God-like, right? And so uh, bearing with one another means walking with each other in this process while we become more like Jesus. Yep. Assuming that's going to take some time, right? Yep. That that's never going to be fully lived out. But along the way, I'm going to step on your toes, you're going to step on mine, Right. Now, that's one thing because you and I are good friends, but that's another when somebody who isn't in my small group community or I don't go camping with or 
I don't know as well. When they step on my toes, now we're in a different place. Now it's bearing with one another becomes hard because I lack relationship there. Yeah, so uh, la- one more thing. Sorry, I almost knocked the mic off the table. Uh-oh. But one more thing about the bearing thing. Like, excited. I think there are times when you dust yourself off and you move on, right? There are those times. Those times are, they, they, they will be appropriate at some point. But there's got to be a reason. There's right? got to yeah, be a reason. Right? But if that point should only be when you're selfish or when you're selfless and your one mission is glorifying God. Yeah. If you go into a situation selfless with the mission of glorifying God and all of this can't be worked out. Sure. Right. Yeah. And you remain selfless. Okay. Maybe it's time to dish yourself off. That might be. Move on. That is not the norm. Right. Right. And it's very difficult if you think about it. For so sure. anytime a beef would come up, our, our reaction is selfish. Yeah. Our reaction is protection. Right. So I would say more often than not, when we have those beefs and we have those little whatever speed bumps mm-hmm. that uh, all of it pretty much, if we remain selfless with committed to glorifying God, all of it should be handled relatively easy yeah. you know the 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 warning or the go-to is is when our sinful nature kicks in sure sure now this passage um in verse 12 calls us to some attributes some some character traits of god or some christ-like attributes um be holy uh, beloved compassionate kind humble meek patient things like that okay it's calling us to that, but we are focusing ourselves on the one another. So those are character traits. Um, you should be holy when you're in the church, when you're out of the church, right? You should be compassionate. That That's okay. But bearing with one another is, is specifically aimed at your life, my life, our lives in the local church, right? So it kind of assumes in this passage, and I want to read it again bearing with one another and if one has a complaint against another forgiving each other now this is all inside the local church we're not saying forgive everybody outside the church and we're not saying really and i'll qualify this uh again i'm going to use like a nuclear example go ahead i will just i would actually say i am saying forgive everybody but there will be different degrees of behavior that comes along with that you know? so god calls us to forgive others like okay like generically prayer right forgive right. my sins as i forgive the sins of others yeah, that's yeah, yeah. true yep this particular passage is aimed at the interrelatedness inside the church right. right so this assumes so in the church in the membership of the body assumes a couple things like baptized believers is kind of an implication it's an assumption right and so let's say and I, again, nuclear option, this is not going to be normal, <laughs> right? You know, somebody molests a kid or someone does violence to somebody right. else. Okay, we're not talking about that. We're talking about everyday believers who are sinful, uh, selfish yep. versions of themselves just like we are, right? Yep. But this passage is unique. After giving some character traits, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, it kind of assumes in this case only that you're, you might be right. So let's say someone yep. actually does something wrong, gossips about you, right? I'll, I'll give an example that uh, we've dealt with in staff teams and leadership teams or in community groups where, and this, will, this I swear to you, this takes off like a wildfire, right? 
where gossip will happen and it just circulates so fast and it, it's um, again, again, like I use like wildfires, the image, like it's so hard to put it out really quick, right? Yeah. It, it circulates so quick. So someone gets gossiped about and maybe they did something wrong that initiated a conversation, but then the gossip takes on its own life and it's wrong. Gossiping, speaking about others behind their back is wrong, right? And so say you got, say you were offended, right? It says if one has a complaint against another, right? Well, you're told how to deal with that. Like Matthew 18, go to them. If they don't receive it, grab a couple others, go back to them, right? And if that doesn't work, take it to the church, whatever. There's a process. But if has, one has a complaint against another, forgiving them. So assuming they did something wrong to you, you're called to forgive them. So right. bear with them in, in their, and I'm going to say, we're talking about there, but it applies to me as well. But bearing with one another's immaturities, right, as they are maturing in their faith, maturing in their Christ-like character, and then when they misfire, when they do something that's actually wrong, forgiving them. But again, this brings us back to the gospel. Forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. There's repetition in it to emphasize it. But remembering, hey, listen, the only reason we're having this conversation in the local church as believers is because you were forgiven. Yep. Right. Your forgiveness was entry into the body of Christ, right? That Jesus gave his life for you, forgave you. Now you replicate or imitate Jesus to others. So when they offend you, when they actually do something wrong, like we sin, we do something wrong, yep. forgive them. Now, how do we walk that out? So you hear that. How do we live that out in our real life? So for I actually have been uh, challenging myself the last few months. Um, about this whole forgiveness thing, right? And it, it, there, there was a point when just going through life and different conversations, for whatever reason, I had this impression that led me to understand that for whatever reason, my belief of forgiveness doesn't seem to be the same belief that is applied to me when it comes to Jesus, uh, right? Yeah. So I had to come to terms with that because that is very humbling. Hmm. It's very humbling. You cannot be a self-centered dude and uh and and really um be selfless in your forgiveness it's hard to That's coexist good. in that i don't even think it's possible to coexist those two things right. but uh a light-hearted example is just a story of of what i was going through um the other day with uh, i have this history with somebody and uh we started out great and things went bad at some point and it got weird super weird over it's just like me, right no okay, no good. you're good we're good <laughs> we're right. good it's actually was a vet. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's true. So, it wasn't anyhow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so it was. It was this dude that just through the industry of of the outdoors and yeah. the off road more specifically, um, we just had some hurdles that we had to get through, and and there were some things done that I believe, honestly, if if apples were apples deserved a response of sure. maybe I would end up punching you for, right? That kind of thing. So, <laughs> which we're not advocating for right now, but yes, I hear you. But, you yeah. know, so there's some things like that. <laughs> so it was a it was a, a, circ a situation that um, I was wronged, I would just say, right? Okay. And, um, and I thought, and I tell all the people around me, look, we got to let it go. It's forgiven. I'm good. I'm right. good. But yet my behavior never allowed, uh, I'll say with that forgiveness, became the walls. Okay. The walls to where that 
situation would never happen to me again by that guy. Mm. That person would never be in, in, in the situation where he even could. Sure. Is that really forgiveness? Right. You know? Well, for sure, it is not bearing with one another. It's right? definitely it's not, not bearing with people. during that season of uh, allowing them to grow, right? And so when I, I look back at this list, he says, put on then as God's chosen ones. So he's talking about believers, like, listen, as God's people, right? Holy and beloved, he defines you, me, as holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, right? Yep. So that we would have compassion to those who are struggling in an area, right? Maybe they're a mature believer in other areas, but compassion in this area. Maybe they, their struggle is here, right? Kindness, be kind in this moment. Humility, humble. So be humble towards them. Meek, that's power under constraint, right? Withholding your power, holding it back, right? Patience, bearing with one another, right? And if one has a complaint, forgiving. I got to interrupt with you. Uh, the Your definition of meek is the rarest and most accurate definition of meek that I've that I've heard. Yeah, that's so power. So Jesus was meek. Jesus had the authority of God, the power of all creation. And Jesus ultimately holds the power of decreation yep. in his hand. Right. And uh, we will see that as uh, as we get through Revelation, which we start in a couple weeks. Uh, yet he lived this gentle, humble, meek life. He kept all his power and authority under constraint for the glory of God. Yep. And we often confuse uh, this is a little sidetrack, but this is important. We, the meek will inherit the earth, right? right? That kind of, that kind right. of thing. People, when they, when they read that, uh, the ma vast majority somewhere along the lines we've replaced meek with weak right and it, it's a weird thing that i don't get so it just that just jumped out i'm yeah, sorry thanks. yeah it was a great definition of a cool word just for clarity anytime you hear something smart out of my mouth i stole it from somebody else right <laughs> it's just go. we call it good research yep, as a pastor yep. right so uh so bearing with one another so putting walls up is not bearing with one another right forgiveness i heard this defined recently um, I, I went to a pastor's conference uh, last week and was hanging out with a friend uh, over dinner and he talked about forgiveness as, and I want to get it right to what he said, but the, the gist of it was withholding any retribution or um, uh, any ability or desire to return maybe what they deserve. Right. Right. And so forgiveness is that um, in, in some cases when people, maybe they're not uh, repentant or deserving it's taking and forgiving them this is where you have that global forgive one another like as god yeah, is yeah. you know that kind of god forgive us as we forgive others teach us how to do that is that like i am not going to take any penalty wrath judgment out on them i'm going to trust god for that right like i'm not going to hang on to retribution yeah that, I'm that's trust god will do it uh defining forgiveness is probably very yeah, appropriate somewhere here. in there yeah, probably very appropriate here. Uh, that's a good definition as well. Yeah. Because forgiveness definitely doesn't mean go back into the same situation and repeat. If somebody hits me in the head with a rock, I don't say, cool, yeah, I'll go on a, a walk with you in a rock quarry. Hey, I'll walk in front and you stand back behind <laughs> yeah, me. Right now, totally. All is forgiven, bro. You know, we don't do <laughs> right. that, right? So so it it is it's a good definition. And um, a lot of people, again, misinterpret what yeah. forgiveness is. Forgiveness 
isn't, oh, act like it never happened. That's yeah. not forgiveness. Again, I'll go nuclear again, and I've heard people, and this is not my circumstance, so I'm repeating what I've heard, but I've heard um, women's, women that were victims of sexual violence. I've heard them walk through how to forgive their attacker, right? No one, I hope, that's interesting. I hope no one, uh, I'm just going to say no one. I'm sure there's an exception that's crazy, but no one is asking them to go back into that relationship or put themselves back in that circumstance or right. trust that person again. It's not that, but learning how, you know, forgiveness cause in unforgiveness causes bitterness and it, it's a cancer that eats away at you, right? It uh, really unforgiveness really does more to you. It does nothing to yep. the other person, yep. right? Yeah, they're and they're so moved on already. They have to learn. They they being victims of sexual violence or other whatever else have to learn how to let that go. And there's let the ability to have retribution or justice or payback or wrath let that go, so they can move on with their own life. They're not doing it for the better of the attacker, the sinner, right? Yep. And again, that's the nuclear option, but I've heard of them walking through how to release that part. So in our small circumstances, where someone says something behind your back, or someone says something to you that's rude, or whatever it is, it's bearing with them, learning, walking with their lack of maturity, it's being mature in that moment, walking with their lack of immaturity and forgiving, not wanting to return like you said, apples right. for apples, right? Right. You know, um, up until, uh, honestly, up until probably this podcast right now, um, I will. I would have a hard time teaching people how to forgive. Like if somebody said, "Oh, I, I get it, I get it," but how do I do that? Mm. And I would. I have a hard. I would have. I would have a hard time tangibly telling them how to do that, right? Mm. Because I didn't know. Until I until we connect the, just these two past episodes on taking on the characteristics of God. Yeah. Uh, so how do you forgive by taking on the characteristics of God? Yeah. That you will do that by default if you take on the characteristics of God, because God gave the ultimate forgiveness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and so like now you're you're having a hard time letting something go as simple as somebody being rude to you. And you're having a hard time releasing that. So you could say, yeah, I forgave and we move on. But it's still there. It's still there. And, and it happens all day, every day to people. And these things build up until one day it's something big. But but how do we let that go? We have to focus our lives on glorifying God. But we have to focus our lives on glorifying God by taking on the characteristics of yeah. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And and so my when you were saying that, my mind goes straight to, I think it's John 19. But it, it's one of the statements Jesus makes from the cross where uh, folks are just, you know, uh, saying horrible things and taunting Jesus was on the cross. It's one of those moments. The mockers are there. Yeah, the yeah. scoffers are there, right? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, right? Father, forgive them. So he, it's such a, I mean, he levels up for sure because it's Jesus, <laughs> he's God, he does this right. Yeah. I'm learning, you're learning, yeah. right? We're somewhere along our journey, our pilgrimage towards that. But he not only... And they're making statements against him, and he's past forgiving them himself. He's praying for them, right? Father, forgive them because they, they're, in, they're doing this in ignorance. They right. don't know what they're right. doing. And I, I've, I've heard people, I know people that are pretty adamantly anti-Jesus that will say um, things, I think, 
someday they will regret, right? <laughs> if Jesus is who I believe Jesus is, they will deeply regret some yep. comments and some memes they posted online. Yeah, Let's just yeah, say yeah, that, right? right? The, uh, the guys who made South Park will one day answer for their frail version of Jesus, right? Yep. So um, learning to forgive, I think, I think disconnecting from what the world says, learning to forgive as release the ability to take a payment or a penalty back on them, release that part, trust that God is going to do that either now or in eternity or whatever, right? And, and move on by, by really taking on that Christ-like attribute of yep. forgiveness. So bearing with one another is the ongoing relationship. It's the opposite of those walls you said you put up, right? Yep. Forgiveness is the, uh, the ability to take away what that person may deserve, right? But it is, it's putting on that Christ-likeness, right? Forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Like, there's that, so you must also forget, like there's that one more time he says it to reinforce the fact you got to yep. do this. So in, in my story, the the way I concluded was um, I know this guy loves, he's an outdoors guy. He loves off-road. All this. I know he right. also is very interested in charity and, and contributing to nature in a positive way and stuff. So I reached out and I invited him to one of our events. Um, That's awesome. You know what? We may or may never become what I would consider good friends again. Sure. To be quite honest, I'm not really interested in that, but right. maybe we will be someday. But but uh, uh, the idea is I still let the walls down. I yeah. forgive. I still act Christ-like. And, uh, and also, not only that, I glorify God by allowing this guy uh, one more introduction to God through creation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's kind of my mindset behind it. What I would have done if I were Jesus, I'd been like, Oh God, forgive them. They know not actually let me get down for five minutes, God. Right. And then right. we could forgive them. Well, five minutes with him and then we're praying for <laughs> right. so, let me so let me I want to qualify this passage and our series right now. Um, I love your story and your example, but you're taking what you've learned that you do live out, uh, you and I, though we get along great have said wrong things and done wrong things. I've, I, I 100% right? all the time will say wrong things. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of them <laughs> as I try. If I, if I could actually remember what it was, I would say what I did or what I said. But it was like a month or two ago, you called me like, hey, you said this and it came off like this. And I don't think this is what you meant, but you said it. Mm. And you just called me out on it. And we had, you're right. I didn't mean it like that. Oh, I, I do know what it was. I was talking about. Uh, I brushed off a comment that you had made in support of something I had said. Uh, I've, now I've, we were oh. sitting at this table. I was sitting here. You were sitting I here. That. I you that. called me that night, and you called me on what I said. You didn't let this thing fester too long, right? And you presented it to me, and I didn't mean it the way it came out, and I was able to apologize. And so we lived out here first, yep. right? We bear with one another in the church first. We forgive one another in the church first. That will ultimate, ultimately make us more forgiving with others, especially, and I, I love how you just wrap that story up, especially with the idea of wanting to reach that person for Christ. If you don't look like Jesus, so people that don't know Jesus who know you do, they're going to assume Jesus looks like you do. That's the yep. wrong assumption, right? We're supposed to look like Jesus, but they're going to assume that. Not just that, the worst of you. The worst, they were, <laughs> that's exactly, yeah. they're going to hold the worst of you yep. against Jesus, right? Yep. So, you're doing that even beyond the body of Christ in hopes 
of someone becoming the body of Christ. And that's, that's that missional living. But you right. and I, we learn how to do that. We learn how to bear, uh, bear with one another, you know, tolerate, put up with, learn with, allow to make mistakes with one another. We do that in the body of Christ and it transforms our character. And you just not intending to, you gave an example of how Christ has grown you in an area so that you can look more like him, so you can actually live it out with others. And so a really cool example, my, my, my challenge for all of us always, how are we learning this in the church, with the church, with one another, right, with our local group, family, of faith, uh, so that we become more Christ-like? Again, the outcome is I become more mature in my faith. I look a little bit more like Jesus. You look a little bit more like Jesus. And hopefully, not only to the others in our church, but then to the world, that they will see a better version of who Jesus is through us. That is awesome and a great place to wrap. So before we wrap this up, I do want to uh, take a moment to say, hey, guys, if you like this series, please uh, follow us on all the podcast players. Also, help us by getting this content out to your friends just by like a repost when you see it on Facebook or anything like that. Please subscribe to all of the channels and uh, give us any feedback if you have them. Just we could do an email. Jeff, do you have an email address that you'd like people to email if they have any kind of feedback, any type of questions on a topic or anything like that? Yeah, we have questions at generations.email. Perfect. You send that to questions at generations.email. It'll get to us and we would love to take on questions. All right, guys. Until next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.